What is up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast, guys. Um, uh, guys, that's uh, my third time uh, coming back on the sh- coming coming back on the show. Um, but you know, you guys know whenever I get back on, you guys, everyone knows when I'm back on here. Um, I like to talk about, I like to talk uh, football. Especially when it comes to my Giants, because that's what I'm about to talk about. Um, obviously, guys, um, um, I decided to come on here um, because I wanted to uh, basically give you guys another list. Uh, this is going to be uh, my second list for the day. Um, so yeah. So basically, um, I'm gonna get, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna give you guys five things that I learned you know, um, from last night's game, you know, so, let's get right into this list really quick, so, the Giants pulled, uh, 2.500 in the preseason with a 29, uh, 29-19 victory, 21-19, uh, victory over the Panthers last night at MetLife Stadium, it looked as though the Giants would follow the Jets and run roughshod over the, rebu- over the rebuilding Carolina Panthers in this game. And for a while, they did. You know, the Giants starters looked as though they were having a tune-up game against backups in the first quarter. And while the Panthers have some players on their squad, they are still clearly fine. It's very obvious that the Panthers are still clearly finding their way the Giants, on the other hand, you know, were efficient on offense and physical on defense. You know, this might also be the only chance we'll have to see players like Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, and Dexter Lawrence on the field in the preseason. So, obviously, the question we should be asking ourselves now, what can we take away from the Giants' second preseason game? Well, here's what we can take away from it. Number, number one... Um, my first takeaway was the uh, was the familiarity of offense from the starters. You know, it was very obvious the giant. There's no difference from the Giants' offense this year than it was from last year. It, it still looks it still looks the same. You know, um, like if we were expecting to see a different, you know, brand of offense with additions of Darren Waller, Paris Campbell, and Jalen Hyatt, we're probably going to have to wait until the regular season, if at all. You know, the Giants open with a remarkably familiar offensive drive, full of play action rollouts, level con- level concepts, and quick passes to the underneath area of, of the field. The Giants didn't have a called run. The Giants didn't. The Giants didn't even call a didn't call, you know, they didn't call any run plays at all on their first drive. And their only run was a Daniel Jones scramble when pressure leaked through the offensive line. You know, for the, and also for the second week in a row, there were circumstances where I was expecting shots down the field, you know, um, only for them to not materialize. In particular, the Giants had a first down on the Panthers' 44-yard line, which seemed like prime territory for a deep shot. Instead, the Giants tried a jet sweep to Jalen Hyatt that lost yardage. Look, I can't, I can't say that I'm terribly surprised by the type of offense we saw from the starters. They don't want to show any more of their offensive scheme than necessary, and the Giants aren't going to entirely move away from 
that style of <laughs> that style of offense that worked for them a year ago. They got their veterans' feet wet and built confidence in advance of week one. You know, um, and look at here's another thing I would say. I would have liked to have I would I would have liked I would have liked uh, to see them try out some of their vertical offense with the starters in a live game before week one. But the quick game is still going to be their bread and butter on offense. So it makes sense to practice um, practice um, that the most. It was, not, it was also nice to see Jalen Hyatt get the ball uh, down the field on a deep pass from Tyrod Taylor. Jalen Hyatt ran a nice route. And obviously the one thing that he's very known for is um, his speed. You know, his speed... And, uh, you know, he ran a nice route, and his speed meant that one safety, Eric Rowe, who stopped his feet and glanced in the backfield to see if Tyra Taylor has been sacked, he didn't have any hope of catching the rookie receiver. You know, so I think that's my first That's my first takeaway. My, stec- my second takeaway, and I'm so happy I get to say this because you guys know I'm a defensive guy. I love defense. The starting defense was stout. What I mean by that is this. Similar to the Giants offense, the starting defense looked about how I'm pretty sure we all expected to start the game. You know, they were aggressive and largely stout up front. And Wink Martindale was, you know, he was was characteristically, you know, unafraid of blitz. The Giants defensive front, frankly, bullied the Panthers offensive line. They collapsed the right side of Carolina's line on multiple occasions, got several hits on Bryce Young, and the coverage was generally tight. You know, the Panthers receiver, the Panthers receivers had little, had little room to work, and the only separation they got early on was when a blitz was picked up. They were, you know, there were a couple instances where receivers got behind the defensive backs as the game wore on, but that was rarely early on. You know, um, there were a few things that Wink Marando needs to line up over the next few weeks. You know, the first was penalties. More on that in a bit. And um, um, and the second is tackling consistency. The Panthers starters found, found uh, very little running room up the middle, which was a welcome change from a year ago. But they were still a bit inconsistent in getting Chuba Hubbard on the ground. He was able to pick up uh, yards after contact. And that kind of leaky defense can sneak up on a team that should win the game. You know, again, this is preseason. There is time to make mistakes and find the areas that need that need work before the regular season starts. It's not, you know, it isn't exactly an area of concern yet, but something for the coaches to drill down and to drill down on and make sure it isn't a concern when the game counts, you know? Um, so that's my second takeaway. My third takeaway, um, let's talk about the rookies uh, climbing the depth chart. You know, let's talk about uh, Deontay. Uh, I, I think, I think the, I think the, I think the two main rookies on this Giants roster that, that actually have been talked about for, uh, for, for weeks now, Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins. Um, look at. We'll start like I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with the cornerbacks since 
they're one of the most interesting stories to come out of camp. And the secondary is key to Wink Martindale's defensive schemes. Deontay Banks has been expected to start since he was drafted in the first round, but Trey Hawkins has been one of the stars of the summer. It made waves when he got a couple of reps when the start when the starters as a, as an outside corner and a Dory Jackson moving into the slot. Obviously, we saw Trey Hawkins and Deontay Banks start last start last week. That package has steadily grown over the last couple of weeks, and you know last night. Um, Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins started on the perimeter while Dory Jackson was the starting slot quarter. You know, um, another another rookie I want to talk about that I think is climbing the depth chart is Jordan Riley. You know, um, I mean, up on the defensive front, uh, this this kid is a he's a he's a pretty big kid. You know, um, and he continues his you know um, ascent. You know. You know, he started the first preseason uh, preseason game with the twos and stood out. Friday, he, uh, you know, last night, he built on that first game and was playing next to Dexter Lawrence and the rest of the Giants starters. And Jordan Riley, he stayed on the field. He, he stayed on the field through the first half and continued. Um... Um, he continued. It looks like he. It looks like he continued to be impressive at the nose tackle position. You know, he saw. You know, he seldom gives much ground and appears much quicker than he did on his college tape. It's safe to say that Jordan Riley is well off the roster bubble. Now it remains to be seen where he lands on the depth chart with Raheem Nunez Rochez and Ashawn Robinson, but. I'm pretty sure we'll see plenty of Jordan Riley in the regular season. Um, another player I want, and the la- another rookie I want to talk about is running back Eric Gray, who is very impressive. Um, here's why. Look at Saquon Barkley was the only starter on the Giants that didn't play, and Matt Breida was the starter uh, for last night. So technically, Eric Gray is the th- he's the he's the third running back, but. This kid seems to have locked down the Giants' punt and kickoff returner jobs. Now, um, he was the only running back to carry um, the ball when starters were on the field in the first half. So, Deshaun Corbin did catch a pass. The question might be either the Giants carry four running backs or four tight ends. And Eric Gray could be playing well enough to make a roster spot for a fourth tight end. You know? So, those are all the rookies that... Those are all the rookies... That I, those are all the rookies that I feel like will climb the depth chart. You know, so that's my that's my third takeaway, my fourth takeaway. <clears throat> um, my next takeaway is this. Um, obviously I'm gonna go to the penalties. <sighs> my next takeaway are the penalties. There's too many penalties by the starting defense. Obviously, I've talked about. Obviously, I talked about this um, earlier. There are few things more annoying than penalties in the preseason. I mean, not only because you never want to see sloppy play for a team, but also because they slow down games that don't need to take any longer than they already do. This game was rife with both. With uh, th- like this game was rife with them on both sides, with 18 total penalties. 10 from the Giants, 8 from the Panthers. You know, the Giants obviously have a lot. Obviously, the Giants have a lot to feel good about after this game. But, 
Uh, the starting defense was too sloppy against a patiently inferior uh, Panthers offense. The Giants had four penalties on on the Panthers' first two drives, two of which came from Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, you know, lined uh, you know he lined up offsides in the first play of the game, and I don't know. I'm not gonna I, I'm not even gonna talk about the roughing the passer call. That was outrageous. I, I didn't. I honestly didn't think um, that was rough in the passer. And like I understand. I understand. We're, I understand. Quarterbacks are cared for a lot in today's game, but I, I didn't see any rough. I didn't see any rough. I. I didn't. I didn't. See, Bryce Young didn't. He didn't. Like I don't know what the ref saw, but I didn't see any rough in the. I didn't see Dexter Orange. Dexter roughing up Bryce Young. He just put his hand. On Bryce Young's uh, face mask. Then grab his face mask. Then body slam him. He just literally. He like touched his. He touched the, the front of his helmet. You know. He touched the front of his face mask. I, I don't see how that's rough in the past. But anyways. the Other than that. the Other than that. Penalties are a problem. And they actually have. They actually have been a problem for the Giants. For quite some time now. And we got. We got to work on. Stop getting penalized. But Dory Jackson also had a neutral zone infraction. I here's what I expect. I fully expect uh, this coaching point during the week, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of a chewing out from the coaches during the post game film review. But this is still preseason, and we shouldn't overreact. But it's something the giant. It's something uh, that the coaching staff should address. Particularly considering how the Giants won their games last year. The Giants, like remember, the recipe for success for the Giants last year was to play clean football. Let their opponents make the mistakes and take advantage of those opportunities. You know, so. Obviously penalties are still a problem, but it's preseason. There's still plenty of time to get those problems addressed. And another, uh, another takeaway. Um. Is the offensive line watch? Um, the offensive line play is just plain triggering for us Giants fans. The good news, though, is the good news is that the Giants' starting line played pretty well for the most part. Andrew Thomas played one, played only one series. Ben Bridison started at left guard and then played two series at right guard in the first half. There were there were a couple hiccups from the starting offensive line. The pocket was constricted on the first play. The fourth scramble, that was the starter's only run play. And Andrew Thomas blocking Jeremy Chin into Jalen Hyatt behind the line of scrimmage. Yes, I'm nitpicking. But the Giants opened their season playing against some excellent defensive fronts. As with the leaks on defense. These are things of which we should be aware. And the coaches should be emphasizing in practice. Evan Neal played very well considering how little practice uh, time he'd had this summer. In particular, Eric Gray's touchdown run to the right sh- uh, showed off his strength. You know, unfortunately, he ended the first half on a sour note. You know, the Panthers ran a text, which is a which is a uh, tackle and exchange. You know, they ran a they ran a uh, they ran a text stunt, and Evan Neal was a bit too slow passing off the crashing. And to pick up the looping tackle, who obviously sacked Tyrod Taylor. Um, 
Perhaps, ironically, that mirrored Kayvon Thibodeau's drive-killing sack from the Panthers' second preseason win uh, when uh, Akeem Aquanu passed him off to a tight end that wasn't there, and Kayvon Thibodeau had a clear run to Bryce Young. You know, that might that might have been a sack even if Evan Hill played that stunt perfectly as Matt Pert uh, wound it up on the ground in the backfield. Matt Pert largely played well enough at left tackle prior to that play, but that one in particular was an ugly ref all around. John Michael Smith, this kid, he's impressing me. You know, John Michael Smith, uh, John Michael Schmidt, this kid looked solid once again. He was a rock in the middle of the offensive line and didn't look out of place among the starters, which is all. I mean, that's all you can really ask for, you know. I would want to get a look at the All-22 uh, before passing judgment on the rookie center, but I didn't notice anything glaring from the TV angle. Unfortunately, I can't say the same about Joshua uh, Joshua Zudu. Uh, the second-year guard had a couple ugly plays where he was stood up at the point of attack, pushed into the backfield or was too easily shed to give up pressure. Um, it looks like he's the third. Uh, um, looks like he's going to be the third right guard behind Ben Bridison and Mark Malinsky. But hey, there's still plenty of training camp, and there's one more. There's one more preseason left. So Joshua Zudu has, you know, he has one more chance to um, to uh, prove his point on why he hopefully belongs to um, the main roster. And my last um, my, my uh, last and final um, uh, takeaway um, is this. Um, <sighs> Tyrod Taylor, he's still T-Mobile. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking about the phone. I'm talking about Tyrod Taylor and look at Obviously, um, Tyrod, he wasn't the same player. Obviously, we're no, we're obviously not going to get the Tyrod we once saw in Buffalo. But hey, Tyrod, he still has he still has wheels on those legs. You know, um, he showed it last night. You know, um, obviously he, he obviously he's not the one player we all we all we all hoped he would be. You know, um, but. Hey, he looked he looked he pretty he looked pretty good. I mean, he went nine for twelve. He went what nine for twelve for ninety yards and a touchdown. I mean, if there's one thing that really stood out to me, it was how well Tyrod continues to move. You know, he was forced to scramble a few times and did a good job of buying time and forcing the uh, the defense to hesitate. Tyrod also had several nice runs, including a sixteen yard scramble to convert a third and nine. Just before Jalen Hyatt's 33-yard touchdown. So, yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. And yeah, guys, those are my those are those are my five things. Those are my five takeaways um, uh, that I learned from this game. And yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say about all the things I. I'll be, I just hope you guys enjoyed everything I had to say about this game. You know, um, obviously, um, this was a very, this was a very, this this game looked like it was gonna, 
this game starting, you know, the, the first half, it looked like it was going to look like it looked like it was going to be a, a blowout, but then, you know, it's preseason. You're not, you know, it, it's not like, it's not the regular season. You're not going to have, you're not going to, you're not going to like see your starters play every snap. You know, it's preseason. You got to give every, you know, preseason, it's all about giving everyone on your roster a chance, you know? So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let me know how you guys feel about um, my five things, my five takeaways from last night's game. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but so far, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will keep you guys updated for more news about the Giants or more or more updates if there, if there are any. And if I have any list, I'll keep you guys updated about that as well. Or if there's any questions or comments you guys have for me, you guys already know what to do. So, yeah. But until then, guys, I'm out. Peace.